News Radio 610 WTVN. For the defense, the only live legal show of its kind in Columbus, the Coffle Law Firm, one of Ohio's leading criminal defense firms. Your host of For the Defense, Columbus attorney Brad Coffle. Good evening. It's uh, 1808 hours, 608 p.m. here, Friday, July 29, 2022. Josh behind the glass producing the show. Feisty Friday night. Josh, excellent job covering for Blazer. God bless you for saying that. The check's still clear, hopefully, by Tuesday. <laughs> and the general. General, um, today is the 210th day of the year. That is in the Gregorian calendar. Our favorite. Uh, just making sure. And uh, I, I do have a question. Are we are we sending Nancy Pelosi to Russia to get that WNBA player back? Is that what's going on here? No, I think that she's saying that she's going to stop off in Taiwan and the Chinese are threatening to shoot her plane down. But why would they shoot down their second best ally? <laughs> why is she going there? I don't know. I, well, I saw a press conference with her the other day. She couldn't string three words together, so... They may just be interpreting. They her, might have her, vodka. How, does Taiwan have good vodka? Russia has vodka. Yeah, she's vodka Skeletor. Oh, oh, oh! Huge birthday today, Alexis de Tocqueville, one of my favorite all times, uh, French historian and philosopher, uh, was born on this day in 1805. Uh, he died in 1859, just uh, 54 years old. Um, Benito Mussolini was born on this day in 1883. And what else happened on this day? Just a little bit of... Oh, and uh, the inauguration of the Arc de Triomphe in uh, Paris. What year do you think the Arc de Triomphe was assembled, erected, built, inaugurated? I'm going to say it celebrated Napoleon's victories, right? So I would say probably um, 1810 or 12, somewhere in there. Not bad, 36. Okay. Uh, on this day in 1921, Adolf Hitler becomes the leader of the National Socialist German Workers' Party. Remember the National Socialists. Yes. Uh, 1932, Great Depression uh, era, Washington, D.C. We had uh, the Bonus Army uh, down in D.C., uh, the World War I veterans. And uh, in 1932, uh, FDR shooed them away. Uh, with federal troops, got rid of those uh, those World War One veterans who wanted their money. Pesky combat veterans. Yeah, socialism's great uh, until you got to pay your veterans. Until you run out of other people's money. Mm. Nineteen fifty-seven, Jack Parr premiered on what network? Beginning the modern day talk show tonight's uh, tonight's the Tonight Show. Well, be NBC, of course. NBC. What year did Dwight Eisenhower sign into law the NASA Act, NASA, National Aeronautics and Space Administration? Would that be 60? 58. Okay. Uh, The first 4,000. In response, by the way, that was completely in response to 57 in October of 57 when Sputnik went up. In uh, NASA, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems because right. Because we had to, we had to stay right on the tail of the Ruskies. Everything is in response to whatever else is happening in the world. But uh, nineteen sixty-five, the first four thousand one hundred and first Airborne Division paratroopers uh, in Vietnam land at Cam Ranh Bay, nineteen sixty-five. 
And uh, what year, General Josh, what year on this day did a worldwide television audience of 700 million people watched the wedding of Prince Charles and Lady Diana? Was that 1980? General? I thought it was like 79. 81. Yeah. And uh, this one kind of surprised me. I never really thought about this. The channel, the English channel, the Euro tunnel between uh, England and uh, France. Uh, uh, what year did uh, they, they agree, England and France agree to build this tunnel under the English channel? What year did they agree to do that? That would... I think it opened in the 80s, so I would say the 70s. 87. Josh, yeah, sorry, wow. I forgot. No, no, yeah. that's all right. I would never have got 87. There was a girl on my floor uh, freshman year dorm at Ohio State. Her name was Chunnel. We'll leave that in alone. We'll just was let that breathe. That bit. was a nickname. Yeah, we'll just let that breathe. Right. The girl on my floor. Was she... Uh, oh, like, like on the on the 11th floor of Stradley Hall. Uh, all right, gotcha. We okay. know what you meant. Hey, Josh... Did you know that WTVN turned 68 on July 23rd, just a few days ago? 68. It, anyone else mention here on the family of uh, radio uh, uh, 610 WTVN? Because that would have been last Saturday, so no, we weren't. July 23. All at least week. And I weren't on there. All week. Uh, yeah, the 610 is now 68 years old. And I remember, wasn't there a time when, when WTVN wanted like a 50,000 watt or a bazillion watt antenna? Uh, to, I'm not the radio historian here. I, I, my my TVN knowledge extends to September 2000 when I moved to Columbus to go to Ohio State. All right. Then, how many years ago did John Corby die? Unfortunately, John Corby passed in January of 2018. Four and a half years ago. That's right. Four and a half years already, Corby's been gone. Speaking of uh, passings, General, I had a bit of a medical emergency <laughs> We were supposed to start a trial. I can laugh about it now. I, I, there is a built-in public service announcement on this as well. The general and I were supposed to start a jury trial Monday morning up in Marion County. As we are apt to do, we do like to arrive a day or two early and meet the client, client family, go through everything. Uh, one mean, last time. One last time. We literally go down through uh, what time uh, we get in a hotel room where we like to stay in, we like to stay in state parks, but there's no state park up there and uh, uh, Marion. Uh, we like to stay in state parks. But anyway, so we're at a th- uh, Holiday Inn Express. Nice little joint. Mm-hmm. New, clean. And, you know, we, we have our, our, our pre-trial powwow and we figure out, okay, what, what time do we want to be at the courthouse? Uh, we divide duties, block and tackle, um, what we're going to do day one of trial. We had, went to B-dubs for a little dinner up there. Marion's a little light on um, dining options for Brad Coffle. Right. But I did find uh, B-dubs. Uh, and then about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, I wake up with what my my family would call a catch in the rib. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. somebody's sitting on you? Well, it's like a catch in the rib. It's like, ah, it's just like a cramp. And then it spread. And then it spread into my upper abdomen and my chest and my back, my shoulder, and then my jaws. And I'm like, this is not good. So after about an hour of, of talking myself out of thinking I'm having a heart attack, I'm now convinced I'm having a heart attack. I call my wife at 5 a.m. And it had come on 
very quickly, and it was getting progressively worse very quickly. I think it's strange that you would call your wife before you would call your second chair. Well, <laughs> you were in 306 on your CPAP machine. Fat chance of me getting a hold of you. So I called Michelle, and I said, I'm calling 911. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I've never called 911 on myself, and I, I, I don't have ever called 911 before. I called them one time about kids in my lawn. They were probably your kids. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'm calling 911. Uh, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I call 911. The medics eventually get there. They hook me up. You know, they put those wires on your chest. They run the tape right there. They run the EKG, the EKG right there. And I could barely move. I could barely talk. I was not having a heart attack. It turned out that I was passing, uh, not gas, <laughs> I was passing blood clots in from my heart into my lungs. And they, 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 I now have two pulmonary embolisms, emboli in the bottom of my lungs. And so at the emergency room, they explain, you know, um, what's going on. And then they, they, you know, do the chest scan. They see the clots in the lungs. That's disturbing. Then they go, here's the, the biggest risk right now is that you've got some other clots in the stream and we got to catch them. We got to see if anything's popping up. So you go do a... Um, and what's that beer can doing in there? <laughs> it's the uh, it's the machine they use uh, when your wife's pregnant, and they ultrasound, ultrasound, and they put the the the, the uh, gel on my legs, and then they're doing the Doppler, and the and this dude's just non. I mean, he's like, ah, oh, it's just another day at the office for him, and I'm like, if there's a clot coming up, I could die. So I'm kind of freaking out. No clots, no DVT. And then they do the heart scan to see if there's any damage to the heart. Thankfully, that came back negative. But here's my PSA, guys. Here's my PSA. Uh, if Maybe it's been when we get a little bit older. I don't know. I'm 54. I don't have a f- history of blood clotting. But we had flown to Hawaii and back. We'd flown over to Philadelphia and back for a lacrosse tournament. And I'd been spending a lot of time in the Tahoe as Rick drives us around the state doing court stuff. I've been 42 counties in 2021. And I think a lot of that closed, confined, immobility space caused these clots. So now I'm on blood thinners, but I ignored some warning signs. And this they, is what I want everyone to realize. They put me on paint thinner, but go ahead. <laughs> this is what I'm going to realize. Uh, Blood clots will kill you, stroke you out, or you can survive them. They're treatable, but you've got to understand the warning signs. If you have unusual pain, discomfort in your feet, ankles, legs, you normally don't have, pay attention. Uh, If you have uh, shortness of breath, which I had also had shortness of breath in the last few weeks, get attention. And then if you actually are starting to pass these clots through your heart, you'll feel, you will feel it. You will absolutely feel it. And it comes on and it grows and grows and grows. And it's brutal. You have to call 911. And they can, they can, they, I'm pretty sure they can zap the clots. Uh, I think it's a high risk procedure. But the bottom line is there's, from what I can gather, there's only a few outcomes. And those are, most of the outcomes are not good. And uh, I had a scare. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. And I feel 130% uh, new lease on life. Take a little inventory on things that's going on that are going on in life. But uh, I hope somebody listening, especially if you've been flying a lot, 
uh, if you feel a little discomfort, something different in the feet, ankles, legs, any swelling, feet, ankles, legs, uh, it, it, God forbid you actually start getting some pain in your chest, get it checked out. Don't wait. Uh, we have a sponsor after the break. I want to I want to talk about our sponsor, uh, not our sponsor, but our partner, and we'll get him on. And we're going to announce who our our title name partner of for the defense is going to be. Brad Koffel for the defense. This will be one of the last times. It's simply for the defense. Uh, it is. We have a partner. We have uh, after five years, six years, we have a. A business partner. We put out a call for uh, anybody who's uh, uh, America First business, someone who is local, uh, obviously a listener to the show, but someone that wants to help contribute to the message, what we're trying to do here on the torch, the 610 WTV and torch. And on the line with us is our partner. And I want to announce for the defense, powered by Flowerama Columbus, owned by Steve Osmond. Steve, thank you. Yes. Awesome. Hey, uh, we were thrilled to uh, to finally, you know, get to uh, to chat with you uh, about the partnership here with uh, with for the defense. Uh, tell us a little bit about the process of uh, you know why you want to be involved in the show, and then tell uh, our listeners about Flowerama Columbus. Well, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because you know nobody tuned in to listen to me. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've I'm not sure they tuned in to listen to us for... either. But go ahead. Well, I have, I have for years. I mean, I've I've been following you for years, and I've always, I've always, gosh, I really love this message. I love what he's saying. I love how he's saying it. I don't necessarily agree with everything that comes out of your mouth, but everything that comes out of your mouth, I think. And so, I, I would say this: that you know, when the opportunity came up, I, I would have given you whatever it take t- took to to continue to get your message out. And the fact that you're willing to mention, you know, my name and my business's name, I'm you know, in, in your format is an unbelievable honor to me. And, um, I just, I just am super excited to be part of it. And thank um, you. Thank I, you. I, I, I've, I've listened to you for anyway, I'm going to shut up. Nobody well, wants to hear me. Everybody's tuned in to listen to you <laughs> and, um, and, and the general, and, uh, I think Josh is sitting there today too. So I, yep. I, I listened to, to, all, to all you guys a lot. And, um, I hope Josh wins his, uh, uh, the, the big, the big millions out there tonight. So, <laughs> I, I'm I'm counting on it. That's uh, my retirement plan. I think that's very sound. We, yes. we yeah, keep me in mind, just so you know. Steve, we are going to be reproducing the familiar uh, sound, uh, the, the 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 sound of our show, the intro. Uh, we're gonna to, that's "Lonely Boy" by the Black Keys is our is my title song, uh, but it's going to be for the defense with Brad Koffel, powered by Flowerama Columbus. And that's where we're going to be for at least the next year. We've got a we've got a partner, and uh, and this this show has been self funded. We don't get anything from iHeartMedia. It's a hundred percent. The only regulations we follow are the FCC, and apparently I I dropped the S word uh, at the end of the last segment. But Josh dumped it in time, so hopefully I didn't. I'm not going to get fined. Uh, but but uh, but Steve, thank you. Tell us, uh, just take a, a minute here and tell us everyone about Flowerama Columbus. I think most of us are familiar with the name. Yeah, we've been around since 1990. We uh, we've got three locations, and we've been uh, fighting the fight for a long time. And you know, it, we we kind of run our our business the same way that we you know raise our children, and that's you know you know personal responsibility, accountability, and and uh, doing the right thing whenever possible. 
And, you know, we, 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 we kind of live our lives like that. We run our business like that. We don't, we don't get it right every single time. But we, we try. We try, try our darndest when we make a mistake. We own it. Um, and that's kind of what we do. And we expect that of, of everybody that we come in contact. And, again, that's why we're so proud to be part of this. Because awesome. the message that you guys are sending and the voice you have. I, I, I remember talking to some other people about you. I'm like, gosh, this guy needs to. He needs he needs more time on the radio. This is this guy is so good. So We've been good. saying that forever. I know. I, I, I anyway. I'm getting off because you you guys need to do your show. Nobody wants to listen to me. Um, I, you know, I, I I'll jump on anytime you want. But Steve Osman uh, for the defense with Brad Coffle, powered by Flowerama. We got it. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Have a great one. I'll continue to listen, man. Thank Thanks, you. brother. News Radio 610 WTVN. For the defense, the only live legal show of its kind in Columbus. The Coffle Law Firm, one of Ohio's leading criminal defense firms. Your host of For the Defense, Columbus attorney Brad Coffle. Uh, it's great to have Steve Osment on Flowerama Columbus, our title partner. So it's For the Defense, Brad Coffle. And we, Power- come off smel- we come off smelling like a rose. Powered by. Flowerama Columbus. Uh, got a nice one-year deal worked out with those folks, so we can um, continue to expand. We're going to talk to iHeartMedia, uh, talk to the brass, talk, talk to the suits, and see what we can do to get on some other stations. There, Those discussions are underway. Uh, hey, General, how deep is the deep state? Josh, how deep is the deep state? And what exactly is the deep state? Well, you're, they're deep enough that you're not allowed to dive into that end of the pool. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and they're very well hidden, and they form sort of a fourth branch of government. Um, some would say a fifth. A, fourth, a fifth column. A fifth column. Yeah. That's very and, much what it is. And they uh, they understand the power they have as the people that really, uh, you know, get the shoes tied and uh, get the tires, uh, you know, pumped, pumped up. up. Mm-hmm. So who, who exactly is controlling the Hunter Biden prosecution decisions? There's no doubt Hunter Biden has committed crimes. The FBI, someone, so for someone in the inside is, is the one who threw water, people threw water in uh, the, the fall of 20, that the Hunter Biden laptop was just disinformation, clearly in an effort to influence the 2020 presidential election. But that was not the first influence on the press for a presidential election. I have no doubt in my wee little brain that between... Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, elements inside the FBI, and other acronym alphabet agencies conspired to influence at least three elections. I think four. I think they're working on five and six. First, 2016, burying Hillary Clinton's email and spying on political opposition was done via deep state actors. Absolutely. Number two, the 2018 midterms were absolutely influenced by the two-year saga of the Steele dossier and the Russia hoax. Still need to get to the bottom of that. Uh, not enough heads have rolled and not enough answers, uh, questions have been answered about the Steele dossier hoax. Now, Durham is doing the best he can there. But people, are they made admissions in, 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 in emails and texts. It's like, how, how can you not have convicted in more of these people? Uh, also... Uh, burying Hunter and Joe Biden's multi-million dollar racket in Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, come on. One of the most corrupt 
countries in the world. Second to us, apparently. <laughs> All we do is we just whatever. Then just these third world countries, these countries that are lawless, that have billions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, and you can buy influence and peddle influence of a, of the president or the vice president or the future president. It's all for sale, it's, man. It's law of Occam's razor. The most, the 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 answer is most likely the most obvious answer. There's something going on. So what has the deep state done relative to bearing Hunter and Joe Delaware Joe's racket in Ukraine? And that comes from the top. To be able to keep that lid on, we're just below JFK assassination level. It's that deep. It's that high. Number four, the 2022 midterms. They're they've got the machine running. Maybe it's monkeypox, maybe it's COVID, maybe it's masks, but you feel it coming on, don't you? Yes, yes. We well, all feel, we feel it. We know their train is coming. And it frustrates me that half of America doesn't seem to care. We need to get the cameras outside the voter drop boxes. We need, this is very simple, one election day, paper ballots, valid government issued ID, done done uh and 2024 they're they're easily working on they're, they're not only working on 2024 they're working on 26 midterms and 28 oh yes all right so uh in 2024 it's not going to be joe joe may not even make it to joe may not one way or the other we'll see what happens with with delaware joe but in 2024 there will be if if someone along the lines of pete Buttigieg gets 85 million votes and Ron DeSantis gets seventy nine million. There will be hell to pay. I'll just tell. I just there, we have had enough. We've had enough. So can, who benefits from all this chicanery? Well, can I ask you? Sure. Do they do do these deep state vermin understand that if if you pull that again, that there's about 50, 60 million people in this country that would consider that Fort Sumter Part Two. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've, I, there, at some point in time, nations have heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're civil wars. Sometimes they're uprisings. Or at least embolisms. Sometimes they're, 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 sometimes they're coups. I don't think it's going to be a coup. I don't think the generals are going to run and shoo Joe away. But every, every country, every nation has its series of little heart attacks. Well, We're going to have one. At some point, you, you see the lawlessness from the lawgivers and the law enforcers and the law interpreters, and you say, if they're going to be lawless, then why would we not want to be lawless too? Attorney General Merrick Garland must should have appointed a special counsel in the Biden investigation by now. The fact there is no special counsel is, is quite telling. Uh, the, this investigation has gone back to 2018 with, you know, I'll use with the, the, I'll just even put it in their most favorable terms, according to the New York Times, uh, shady foreign financial transactions. Back to 2014, actually, as I, I, I recall, when J, uh, Delaware Joe was uh, vice president and he was steering the United States policy in Ukraine where there's a little uh, uh, energy company there, not so little, named Burisma, that was affiliated with the government. And and uh, uh, Delaware Joe thought it was a great idea that uh, to put Hunter, the drug-addled son with no experience on its board of directors, 
and paying him a king's ransom. I mean, he was being paid more than you or you make, uh, General. So he was being paid more in a month than I was being paid in a year. <laughs> but that's that's what happens when you're Hunter Biden, when you're Joe Biden's bag man. The the Hunter Biden is the least important Biden in this entire stuff. The he, central question must be. Just say it out loud. Hunter is the vehicle by which Delaware Joe indirectly cashed in on his political influence. He's the bag man. Yeah. He goes around with the sack and you throw the money in. Yeah. Now, I don't like special counsel. I don't think special counsel is even contemplated in the United States Constitution. I don't I don't like special counsel because it's always going to be very partisan. But you can find you can find a well-respected lawyer to lead a special counsel of the Hunter Biden and Delaware Joe Ukraine. It cannot be the Justice Department because ju- obviously justice has a profound conflict, conflict of interest. I mean, what? Uh, excuse me, Mr. President, I got to ask you a few questions. I mean, that's not going to work. And then, um, and, and federal law requires that the AG uh, uh, appoint a, a special counsel from outside the government. So it's going to be a it's going to be a former prosecutor who has to have credibility with both Republicans and Democrats. What's Ron O'Brien doing? And uh, he's we're going to be on Central Committee, State Central Committee, and then uh, Ron. Uh, I know you're listening to the show right now. Uh, then Ron is going to run for uh, governor, or maybe wants to run for mayor of Columbus. But we got it. We got to get Ron to do something. Uh, but there's there we need a special counsel. Someone who's not going to grandstand, like Durham has not been grandstanding. Very quiet. It's got to be someone who already has a little healthy skepticism of the uh, institution of special counsel. Someone who goes into it realizing this is not ideal. Have you noticed how many leaks there were under Mueller and there's been no leaks under Durham? Durham. Airtight, you know. Uh, there, There are plenty of John Durhams out there. Uh, so, you know, there, there are a lot of them and they all would do a great job. Um, all right. Hey, after the break, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with, with uh, China and our global overlords a little bit. Uh, just stick around. I, I, I want to mention something that may not be getting a lot of talk right now. After the break, Brad Koffel, The General, 610 WTVA. Hey, thanks, Delaware Joe. Uh, must have had a really awesome phone call with President Xi. <laughs> the response from China is prepare for war on social media. Did you catch that, guys? What a talent that uh, Biden has for foreign affairs. Chinese army post preparing for war on social media after the Biden-Xi telephone call. Literally, it just... The call was yesterday. Apparently, it was a lengthy phone call with uh, Jing Jinping. And as a result of that, the PLA, the People's Liberation Army, posted on its social media platform, uh, Weibo, W-E-I-B-O, preparing for war. And I don't know what exactly is happening, but, uh, but, but Biden is telling us, Biden is saying... We're not letting China have Taiwan. China is saying, Biden said he's cool with the one China policy. The United States, you know, so, so the 
the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in China characterized, and I'll quote, Biden's comments on Taiwan as being firmly against the island nation's independence and claimed that Biden reiterated his support for the one China policy. See, he's already given away the store. I'd be calling China, I'd be calling them uh, West Taiwan. I think, look, okay, so Delaware Joe's on the phone with the, the Chinese army. How many people are listening to that phone call? You can only imagine how many people are listening to the phone call. And then he hangs up, goes, get Nancy on a plane. Give him the tail number. Let's send her over there. Maybe this is our uh, offering. Uh, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Not of a virgin. Why, again, is 80-year-old Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan and threatening World War III? What could she po- – and, and the amount of military preparation? Just think about this. If Nancy Pelosi uh, – what is she? What's her title? Speaker of the House. Yes. Number three in line? That's true. All right. So imagine what the U.S. military has to do to prepare – for, for Nancy and her vodka to go all the way to Taiwan. And you will have to fighter, you're going to have to have your, your fighters in the air. You're going to have your ships, all your surveillance assets, all the military systems all spun up to protect that ding dong during her flight to, from, and while she's on the island. Now, how do we know there's, she's flying? I mean, couldn't we send her over in a canoe? It's only 100 miles between the two. With an umbrella? (laughs) How, uh, uh, all right, question. Uh, Do you know what cobalt is, General? Uh, It's a tool maker, and uh, it's also not an element, but it's a... A metal. It's a metal. It's a a cobalt. I have it in both of my hips. I have both my hips. They use cobalt as a receiving socket. Mm-hmm. Cobalt is also the material that's used to keep uh, lithium-ion batteries from uh, catching on fire, overheating. So my, so basically, what you're saying is my hips should not randomly burst into flames <laughs> if I have a, if I have batteries in my pockets. <laughs> no, you might actually be able to make make and receive phone calls from your hips. <laughs> it's um, it so no. So cobalt is a very important uh, component in the production of uh, lithium-ion batteries. And, you know, those are until we find other ways to power phones and electronics, it's going to be lithium ion batteries. Funny you say cobalt, because I could have sworn I read about the Chinese buying the world's largest cobalt mine in Africa. Oh, wouldn't you know, cobalt is 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 controlled by two countries. The Democratic Republic of Congo supplies 70 percent of the world's cobalt. And. 80% 80% of its mines are owned by what country? China. China. West Taiwan. So, West Taiwan. <laughs> they so, like that. So while we're while we're having our woke events, Chinese Chinese companies also known as uh, the CCP have been spending billions of dollars buying out buying out American miners in the Congo. They have 19 cobalt mines in the Congo, according to several resources I read today. 19. China owns 15. But that's not colonialism, according to the New York Times and the Washington Post and the leftists on the well, Harvard staff. So the, uh, the, the, the Congolese people and their, their leadership and their companies 
are saying, hey, you told us that if you came in to, to dig out the cobalt out of our mines, our 19 mines, that you would spend billions in infrastructure. You'd build us schools. You'd give us roads uh, in exchange. And apparently China is not doing any of this stuff. You said this cobalt was dangerous. <laughs> you were going to get rid of it for us. Uh, and, and, and so right now you have in the DRC in Congo, you have uh, the, the, the government and the companies that realize that they are being ripped off by China. That, that, that the buyers of cobalt, the Chinese buyers of cobalt, are rigging the machines that measure the concentration of cobalt in its ore, and they're severely underreporting the amount of cobalt they're extracting. Also, there's royalty payments that are supposed to go to the, 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 uh, the nation that China's not paying. Meanwhile, what are the U.S. policymakers? What are we doing? Are we even talking about where is the debate in America about mining cobalt? Do we have cobalt in the United States? We should be encouraging the DRC, I'm going to call him Dr. C, uh, to uh, nationalize those mines. And, and then when you get the cobalt, it has to be refined. And the cobalt refining factories, two-thirds of those are in China. All right, we have one company. We have one company in the United States called Crocker, and they're in one county in Idaho that's mining cobalt. Good Lord. I mean, these are things that you just go, why aren't we talking about this? It's all by design. You Nuts. Know that. Anyway, hey, we'll see what happens in America this week. We'll talk about it next Friday. Uh, uh, History of Marxism on Sunday show, 11 to noon. Please uh, take a listen. Big thank you to Flowerama. Uh, Big Flower Armor Columbus, Steve Osmond. Uh, Have a great weekend. Beautiful weekend ahead. I'm Brad Koffel. That's the general. And that is Josh Seas.